back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. And the streak is over. The Rams knock off the 49ers 21-20 in Santa Clara. Another glorious day for our 2023 Los Angeles Rams. They finished the season 10-7. Who saw that coming? Not even me. Prior to this season, best case scenario, 9-8, and eight, and we squeak into the playoffs. But we finish up 10-7 and seven as the sixth seed, winning seven out of our last eight, one of the hottest teams in the league. Now, obviously, a lot of great players were in street clothes for this game. But once this game got rolling, it was two NFC rivals, two very good football teams, button heads, taking it down to the wire, and the Rams prevailed. And hey, if nothing else, we don't have to hear about this silly regular season streak 49er fans are so proud of. So the playoff seeding is set. The number one seed, the Niners, two Cowboys, number three, the Detroit Lions, who look like they have lost their great rookie tight end, Sam Laporta. That's really a bummer for them. That guy is playing so well. In any other year, he would be offensive rookie of the year, but then you got guys like C.J. Stroud and Puka Nakua. Laporta is a great rookie in his own right, and he's probably not going to be able to go next week. The fourth seed, the NFC South champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number five, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number six, our Los Angeles Rams. And number seven, the Green Bay Packers. They won, and the Seattle Seahawks are out. This was a very interesting win. Looked like it was getting away from us, down 20-7 to at halftime. The Rams' defense shut out Sam Darnold and the 49ers in the second half. Carson Wentz bringing something we perhaps have never seen from a Rams offense, at least in my memory, a quarterback that can move the ball on the ground. There's going to be a lot of game balls to hand out. We'll get to that later. And I get it. A lot of guys weren't playing, but once this game got rolling, man, it was a heck of a game. I don't care who was suiting up and who wasn't. And of secondary importance, I realize Puka Nakua gets the record, the rookie record for receptions in a year and receiving yardage in a year. Man, that was so sweet to see him do it. And against the 49ers on their field, made it extra special. So the Rams will be visiting Detroit. We'll have a summary of the playoff schedule at the end of this episode. Let's walk through this game real quick. Then we'll get to some more notes, big plays, stats, and everything else after that. It was 20-7 at halftime. The 49ers scoring on their first two possessions, a 12-play, 75-yard drive, followed by a 16-play, 75-yard drive. Meanwhile, the Rams scored on their first possession, at the time making it 7-7. Big play was a 4th-and-2 conversion to Davis Allen. And Puka hauls in the 19-yard touchdown pass. So after those three possessions, 49ers, Rams, and then 49ers, the Rams got the ball back and 
a tipped pass intercepted by the 49ers. 49ers seem to get one of those every game against the Rams, but they can't cash it in. Jake Moody, their third round draft pick, pushes the 38-yard field goal wide right. So it's still 14-7. Rams take over at the 28 after the missed field goal. Ronnie Rivers makes a nice move to convert a third and one, but that's as far as the drive goes. Ethan Evans punts down to the 49er 10. 138 left in the half. 49ers from their own 10. And I'm thinking Sean McVay may use some timeouts here to get the ball back. Not so much to score, just so they can get Puka his catch in a couple yards. But I didn't think he'd call a timeout after the 49ers picked up seven yards on first down, a second and three. And then he used another one a little bit later. And then... Sam Darnold hits Chris Conley for 48 yards, and sure enough, the 49ers get the touchdown. They go up 20-7 after their third-round pick, Jake Moody, misses the extra point. Sean McVay once again being overly aggressive in his timeout usage, in my opinion. On to the second half and get ready for a ride. This is a crazy second half. Rams' first possession. They actually drive for a TD, 11 plays, 75 yards. Rams leaning on the run game from what position? Their quarterback, Carson Wentz, running some RPOs, some keepers. They actually overcome a third and 17. A big play to who? Bryson Hopkins, of all people, down to the four-yard line. And then third and goal from the eight, Wentz hits Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson Two guys coming up deep from the depth chart to make plays for the Rams, but Brett Maurer misses the extra point, and it's 20-13. 49ers go six plays and out, partially thanks to a Byron Young sack. First punt of the day for either team. Rams get the ball back with 102 left in the third quarter. Put together a nice little drive, but turn it over on downs. At the San Francisco 35, this was the drive that ended in that overturned play, the cool little flip pass from Carson Wentz to Royce Freeman, but Wentz has rolled down, so the 49ers got the ball back, and they went three and out. So the Rams defense starting to step up. 7.49 left in the game, Rams at their own 29. Wentz goes deep to Ben Skowronik, of all people. Another guy kind of buried on the depth chart lately, and A 48-yard pass interference call, and the Rams are set up at the 49ers' 23. And they eventually score from the 12. Wentz, on a keeper, runs it in. 4.56 left in the game. Rams are down by one. They go for two, which makes perfect sense to me. Want to go to overtime and try to kick a game-winning field goal with Brett Maurer, who has already missed an extra point. Man, I want to see Brett Maurer kick some field goals, but I want to get a win here as well. So they go for two, and Wentz finds Atwell. Beautiful catch by 2-2, and the Rams are up 21-20. 49ers have two more possessions. The first one, a three and out after a sack by Michael Hoyt. And then the last drive with 33 seconds left. Another sack and a fumble by Sam Darnold, the sack by Deshaun Johnson, the recovery by Byron Young, and the Rams walk off the field with a 21-20 win. Now in my game preview, I did not offer my fearsome four keys to a Rams win. Couldn't really do that for this game, just didn't see how to approach it, not knowing what the Rams approach was going to be or the 49ers. I knew this was going to be a different kind of game, and it certainly was. But I did offer 
13 things I was hoping to see in this game. How did we do? How did the Rams respond to my request? Well, goal number one was nobody gets hurt. The only injury I heard of possibly was Jordan Fuller. Uh, someone mentioned that it looked like he got banged up on one play, but haven't heard anything. I don't think it's anything serious. So I think we dodged a bullet. Did play a lot of starters, obviously. Tremaine Ankrum got in for Kevin Dotson late in the second quarter, I believe. Brian Allen and Warren McClendon got in for Coleman Shelton and Rob Havenstein, respectively, at the start of the fourth quarter. So the Rams did sub out guys in the second half. Not as early as I thought, but you know, if they had, we probably wouldn't have got this win and we would probably be heading to Dallas instead of Detroit. The main goal was nobody gets hurt. We accomplished that, but I thought the Rams actually took more risks than I expected. Goal number two is get Puka his four catches and 30 yards. Mission accomplished. Goal number three, let's hit some 40-plus yard field goals. Didn't even try any. I don't know what the Rams have there with Brett Maurer. I mean, this guy's really experienced. Hopefully he gets squared away. We'll be kicking indoors in Detroit at least. But I'd feel a lot better if the Rams maybe had a 10-14 point lead going into the fourth quarter and we didn't have to worry about our kicker. Goal number four, I want to see Zach Evans get 20 carries. Well, well, he got on the field, but not until the fourth quarter. Finished with just one carry for three yards. I guess the Rams aren't quite ready to put a load on Zach Evans. Goal number five, I want to see Bryson Hopkins and Davis Allen involved in this offense. Well, we accomplished that. Both of them had key catches in this game. Goal number six, the offensive line I wanted to see. I was hoping Nopum, Avila, Brian Allen, Tremaine, Ankrum, and McClendon would get a lot more playing time. That didn't happen. Nopum wasn't even active. Apparently still dealing with that foot or ankle injury. Goal number seven, Kobe Durant and Darion Kendrick start at cornerback. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see more of Trey Tomlinson and struck out on that. Hey, the Rams know what they're doing, though. I had a wish list here, and my whole goal was, you know what? Let's take whatever seed we end up with. Let's just get nobody hurt. And as I said, I clearly was a little overzealous in my wish list here. And number eight, I wanted to see Jason Taylor out there instead of Fuller. And Taylor ended up playing quite a bit, but I think only because they pulled Fuller. Number nine, I wanted to see us punting out of bounds. We didn't do that. But we didn't get stung by returns either, so that was okay. And actually, Austin Trammell had a couple of nice little returns. Number 10, speaking of Austin Trammell, I thought he would be much more involved in the offense. Instead, it was Tyler Johnson and Paul Wallia and Ian Martinez kind of predicted that. And number 11, 2-2, get in on the action, please. And he did. He was a key player. Not a lot of catches, not a lot of yards, but he was instrumental in this victory Goal number 12, win this game, check. And goal number 13, hey, Carson Wentz, take the stage and show us what you got. I was really impressed with Carson Wentz. And that leads me into some additional notes on this game. Wow, is he the perfect backup quarterback for this team? He's such a big guy, can keep the ball, convert first downs, very mobile, but he can still throw it around a little bit. The book on Carson Wentz is bad decision-making turning over the ball with a little bit of guidance from Sean McVay and just, hey, tucking it and running with it instead. 
That's recipe for success for Carson Wentz. Hopefully he comes back next year. Moving on with some additional observations. Early in the game, man, I don't think it's a good idea having Kobe Durant cover Debo Samuel. The size differential is just too much, and we saw that on that one play. Kobe get pushed around a little bit. You know, when the Rams had that fourth and two play in the first quarter, part of me wanted them to try a long field goal there. That was one of the things I wanted to see in this game, but in retrospect, probably glad we didn't. And hey, if you're bummed about our kicker situation, at least we didn't spend a third round pick on Brett Maurer. Shout out to the 49ers and Jake Moody. And by the way, do the 49ers get a tipped ball interception against us every time we play them? I swear that's the case. I haven't had the time to go back and verify, but trust me, I think that's the case. I got a coach's corner item for both teams here for the Rams. That timeout at the end of the first half, there's 138 left, 49ers at their own 10, and they have three timeouts. And I knew the Rams would be calling a timeout if the situation presented itself because they wanted to get Puka his catches before halftime so he could take the rest of the game off. But when the 49ers picked up seven yards on first down, okay, no more timeout, Sean, but like he has been in the past, over-aggressive, called a timeout there, moments later called another timeout, and that really cost the Rams. Rams gave up a touchdown. I think it was with 11 seconds left. And, you know, I've read that the Rams have a really good point differential in the last two minutes of the halves, but I think their point differential in the last 30 seconds of the first half is pretty bad. Remember what happened the last time these two teams played? Brock Purdy, quarterback sneak, as time ran out in the first half. And the criticism I have of the 49ers is this. Rams are trying to get that pass to Puka at the end of the first half, and they're double-teaming him. They're just making sure he does not get the ball thrown his way. That's not playing to win this game, because what you should be trying to prevent is a 30- or 40-yard pickup where the Rams might have time to kick a field goal. They're doing everything they can to deny Puka the record, and to me, that was a little cheap. That's all I'm going to say about that. And on the announcers, I'm sorry, don't like this team. That's all I'm going to say about that as well. Let's get to my fearsome four big plays of the game, and there were a lot of big plays. I had to go over this list for a while trying to figure out which ones really topped the list, and I think I ended up actually with more than four here. And I will limit it to the fearsome four big plays the Rams made to secure this win. And I'm going to go all the way back to the first quarter on the Rams' first possession, fourth and two. Carson Wentz, a short pass to Davis Allen for the first down, and that set up fearsome big play number two, the touchdown pass. Carson Wentz to Puka Nakua. It was a thing of beauty. So those are my first two. And those are both on the Rams' first possession of the fourth quarter. So yeah, we're going to get to more than four plays here for sure. There's some big play number three. The Rams' first possession of the third quarter. They're down 20-7. to They're facing a third and 17 from the 49ers' 33-yard line. And Carson Wentz hits Bryson Hopkins at the San Francisco 4. Hopkins does a nice little toe tap as he's catching the ball. And the Rams are set up with a first and goal. And actually, that was probably the biggest play of the game, in my opinion. 
sets up the Rams for the second touchdown. They close to 20-13 to after the missed extra point. There's some big play number four. We're in the fourth quarter now after a three and out by the 49ers. Rams have it at their own 29. First play, a 48-yard pass interference call. A deep pass to Ben Skaronic. The ball is severely overthrown, but the 49er defender grabs his arm. And the Rams have the ball at the 9 or 23-yard line. And for some big play number five, same drive, fourth and two. Carson Wentz converts it to 2-2 Atwell. If they don't convert that, might have been game over for the Rams. That led to Carson Wentz 12-yard keeper for the go-ahead touchdown. Well, actually, it wasn't the go-ahead touchdown until fearsome big play number six, Carson Wentz to 2-2 Atwell for the two-point conversion. So 2-2, pitching in twice on this drive, and the Rams lead 21-20. to I'm not going to call it any more specific big plays of the game after those six, but I have to give a shout-out to Michael Hoyt with a big sack on the 49ers' second-to-last possession, and then Deshaun Johnson coming up with another sack. Kobe Turner also hitting Sam Darnold caused that last fumble that secured the win for the Rams. And hey, a couple big drops by the 49ers as well really helped this team. And Russ Yeast was involved in both of those. Let's look at some team stats of note. 49ers had one more first down than the Rams, 20-19 edge. A lot of fourth down conversions in this game. Rams were 3-for-4, 49ers 1-for-1. Two high-octane offenses, both a little bit limited today. 49ers 300 total yards to the Rams 258. Both quarterbacks held under 200 yards passing. Rams limited to 3 yards per rush, while the 49ers managed 4.3 yards per carry. Both teams turned the ball over once. Individual stats, Elijah Mitchell was the 49ers leading rusher, 14 rushes for 52 yards, and Chris Conley. Three receptions for 69 yards, but he had a couple of drops that really hurt his team. On the Rams side, Rams leading rusher Carson Wentz, 17 rushes for 56 yards and a TD. Ronnie Rivers, 13 rushes for 52 yards. And as the announcers noted, that is the most carries by a Ram quarterback since 1950. Who would have thought? Of course, the Rams have never really had that type of offense where they lean on quarterbacks using their legs to beat teams. You look back, think about all the quarterbacks the Rams have had in their good years and their bad years. But the only guy that could really hurt you with his legs, maybe Tony Banks, but not Roman Gabriel, not Jim Everett, not Pat Hayden, not Kurt Warner, not Mark Bulger, not Jared Goff, and certainly not Matthew Stafford. Vince Ferragamo, Bob Waterfield, Norm Van Brocklin, kind of the same deal. So Carson Wentz bringing something a little bit different to this Rams offense. On the receiving side, Bryson Hopkins ended up as the Rams' leading receiver. He had that one big catch, two catches for 47 yards in total. Puka Nakua, he had his four catches for 41 yards, and he was done for the day. And Davis Allen, four catches for 25 yards. Tutu Atwell had two catches for seven yards. One was a really big first down. Of course, he also had the two-point conversion. And Tyler Johnson contributing two catches for eight yards. Ben Skaronic, two catches for 22 yards. So a lot of guys pitching in. Defensively, the team ended up with three sacks. Byron Young, Deshaun Johnson, and Michael Hoyt all getting sacks. Okay, let's wrap things up here. 
By the way, my prediction for this game was Rams 20, 49ers 17. Yes, my advanced algorithm is finally coming together. Finally got a good prediction here. I'm just kidding. I just threw a prediction out there. Had no clue what was going to happen here. Just happened to get lucky. Man, you want to hand out kudos for this game? Man, it's a long list. Bryson Hopkins and Davis Allen, Tyler Johnson and Tutu Atwell. The entire defense played lights out, missing probably their two best players, Aaron Donald and Ernest Jones, bringing pressure all game long, three sacks, and our offensive line played pretty well against a really good defense. But the biggest shout-out has to go to Carson Wentz, right? Man, bring in something new to this offense, and I don't think the 49ers were prepared for it at all. The NFC playoff schedule is getting released as I record this. The Rams at the Lions, 5.15 Pacific time, Sunday night. Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff in the Dome. Man, this is going to be a very special game. Too bad we have to wait all Sunday for that game. My recommendation is go ahead and put in for a vacation day next Monday, not knowing how this is going to turn out. Packers-Cowboys Sunday afternoon, and the Eagles and Bucks Monday night. Can the Packers pull off the upset, knock off the Cowboys while the Rams are beating the Lions? That would be extra sweet. So we're going to have a Rams rehash on Monday. We'll have a roundtable this week as well. A lot of good stuff to cover over the next few days as the 10-7 and 7 Rams head to the playoffs. What a great time to be a Ram fan. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.